For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. What's going on, Tom Ferry Show viewers? My name is Jason Pantana. I'm a business coach and national speaker with Tom Ferry, and I am back for another episode of The Tom Ferry Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, last time I was on, we talked about how to get Google ready in 2021. And the final point of, and by the way, if you haven't watched that, go back and watch that up. You can watch this one, but you're gonna to wanna to watch that one too. It was about getting Google ready in 2021. And the final point I made was that in order to be Google ready in 2021, you must also be YouTube ready in 2021. And today I intend on talking a lot about how to get YouTube ready in 2021. Uh, so first things first, let's kind of talk about what makes YouTube special. What's its secret sauce? What's unique about it? And I want you to think about uh, search engines versus social networks. Like common search engines, obviously Google is our big dog, right? And then you've got Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, social networks, and they're different, right? Because searches, I go searching for some piece of content that meets whatever it is I'm hunting for, that I'm looking for, versus social media is I just log into my account and I just scroll through the feed, so it's scroll, not search. I just scroll through the feed and hey, DJ, spin me my favorite song, whatever my friends post algorithmically, just serve it up for me to look at it, like it, heart it, and move on. But fundamentally, there's a difference in behavior of a consumer on that platform. They are not searching out for content. They're not seeking it out. They're just scrolling and seeing what's there. And so when you produce content for them, it's kind of a hamster wheel. Uh, but search-based content can have this evergreen component to it, whereby it can last and last and last because it speaks to some specific nuance of what people are searching for. Now, enter in YouTube. YouTube's this hybrid, right? They're both a search engine and a social network. It's this lovely little concoction and we're gonna work it to our advantage and I wanna talk about how it's both of those things but here's sort of my outline or agenda for this show. First things first, I wanna talk about key metrics of YouTube, what drives their algorithm. Then I wanna go from there and I wanna talk specifically about Hey, how is it that a viewer that a, a viewer comes to see any particular video? What are the avenues or routes through which, by which YouTube is able to serve up videos for people to watch? Some are gonna be search driven, some are gonna be social driven. And then last, I'm gonna give you four hacks or tweaks or whatever word you wanna give to it to really up your game on YouTube. So there's a lot to get through. Um, and let me talk to you just not just because it's a hybrid, but really why I think YouTube matters so much in 2020 and 2021 and beyond. And the answer is because of its arguably popularity, right? If you go to a website like alexa.com slash top sites, which they rank traffic all over the world and by specific nations in terms of what websites are the most popular. And if you go there like today, as I'm filming this, uh, this is the global list. Globally, the number one most popular website on the planet is Google. Number two on the planet is YouTube. And then it goes like some other sites that are outside the US, foreign sites for us, foreign. And then the next American site is Facebook at six, number six. And then it goes Yahoo at number 10. And then Amazon at number 12. And then Zoom is kind of really sliding up in attention at number 16, just to give you some perspective there. But then if you look at that same website, alexa.com slash top sites, and you look at just USA, just the United States, most popular sites, here's the top six. Number one, Google. Number two, YouTube. Number three, Amazon. Then Yahoo. And then Facebook. And then Zoom, right? What am I getting at? 
Wowzers, look at how popular YouTube is, right? YouTube is actually outranking Facebook. Instagram is no more mentioned in there. YouTube is wildly popular. And so if you're not making it part of your marketing mix, you're missing a massive, now I know it's saturated, but you're missing an opportunity. And today uh, it's my intent to convince you and train you on how to change that. So first things first, let's talk about uh, the YouTube key metrics uh, that determine your algorithmic standing in terms of videos being seen and getting a lot of views and virality and all that kind of fun stuff. That was a mouthful. Uh, there's really only two, so let's make this super easy. YouTube, if you really boil it down, cares about two things. They care about watch time and they care about uh, click-through rate. So what does that mean? Well, let's, let's start with watch time because that's easy. How long do people watch your videos? Why does that matter to YouTube? Because they sell ads. So the more people watch your videos, the more people who see ads and the more times they can show an ad. Therefore, they care about watch time. So how, like if somebody watches your video and then they bounce and jet in the first three, five, 10 seconds, that is sending a direct signal to YouTube that says, this content is not holding people's attention. And if I wanna advertise, I must get attention. Therefore, YouTube's like, eh, not gonna recommend that thing. The other key metric is click-through rate. This is simple to understand. It basically means if somebody does a search or whatever, like here I am on YouTube right now, this is my homepage. And look at this. This is Tom Ferry, 78,000 views two years ago, million dollar lead follow-up strategy. This is a thumbnail i.e. this is clickbait. This is the thing that's gonna make me wanna click or not click to go watch the video. So if I see this, and by the way, YouTube knows that this was in front of my eyeballs. It's counting the impressions. And if I click it, that's sending a direct signal to YouTube that says, hey, when I show this video's really thumbnail, it entices people to click it to watch it. The next question is, do they watch it or do they bounce? So YouTube cares about two things. If people see your videos through notifications, through their home uh, feed, through searches, whatever, I'll get to the different avenues in a second. Do they click it open to watch it? And then how long do they watch it? Watch time and click through it. That's what they care about algorithmically. Now, the next thing we gotta know is what are the different avenues or like you could call these uh, points of access that somebody can come into seeing one of your videos? And I'm gonna go through, I'll read them. I'm gonna talk about browse features, suggested videos, uh, YouTube search, notifications, advertising, and optimizations. So let's start at the top there with browse features. Browse features, like under browse features, that's the, our umbrella term. Browse features means like the home page. I'm on the home screen right here of YouTube for me. So like I see these, remember YouTube monitors impressions, did they click it open? And then how long do they watch it once they clicked it open? That's ideal for YouTube. So browse features like this is a huge source of it. And then also like I've got a hidden but subscriptions feed. So what, and, and some of these are my subscriptions. Like uh, I see Tom and Byron and I've been listening to his music. So he's in my subscription feed. Here's Stephen Kim and there's uh, Peter McKinnon and people that I, and my kids and I were watching Lions. So <laughs> there you go. This is, this is my, this is the social experience of it, right? Remember search versus social. Uh, that's part of it, but browse features is a source of how people can find your videos. Remember, if I see that thumbnail right there with Tom and I don't click it, I am sending a message to YouTube saying, show me something else. That's how they choose to interpret it. Uh, next on the list in terms of how people can see your videos is through what's called suggested videos. You've been watching a video, I'm sure, on YouTube and at the end of it, uh, as it's kind of loading the next video, because it's gonna keep playing, it'll pop up like one, two, three, four, and you'll start seeing all these other suggested videos because what does YouTube care about? 
They care about watch time. And so what do they want? They want you to watch more videos. Now, those are suggested videos. They may not be related to the channel that produced the video you were watching. It's just suggested videos because algorithmically they think you're likely to watch that. And they're gonna learn if you do or don't watch that, what to show you to try to whittle down to exactly who you are and what to show you to keep you kind of glued to the screen. I just wanna keep watching like a cog, right? That's kind of what they're, you know, that's their gig. That's their gig. It's attention, they're after attention. Uh, suggesting, uh, suggested videos could also be, as you're even watching a video, say on desktop, on that right-hand sidebar, they're gonna start showing you other recommended videos they think you might wanna watch. So just suggested videos is another piece of the pie. Suggested videos would also include, like I open up the Tom Ferry Million Dollar Lead Follow-Up Strategy, and in the description of that video, there could be links to other videos. That's even called a suggested video. So, so far we've covered two ways. There's browse features and suggested videos. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right, consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please, Go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Uh, number three is YouTube search, which means keywords matter. Keywords matter. I'll talk about that in a little bit. What are people searching for? I'm going to recommend a tool like TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E, Buddy. We're not endorsed by them, but I use them personally. And the reason I like that is because it integrates with my YouTube and it can give me all kinds of analytics on uh, search performance. I can type a search on YouTube and it will tell me here's how many average monthly searches from other users using that same query there are. Here's some other related searches. And what it can tell me is there's a high volume of searches and or there's a high or low volume of, listen close, videos that supply that search. So it's just supply and demand, right? When you think about YouTube search, it's supply and demand. What do I want? I want videos that have, or rather I want search phrases that are widely utilized where there's not a lot of videos, meaning I don't have a lot of competition so my video can show up there and rank pretty darn well as far as search goes. So YouTube search is most certainly one of the pieces of the pie in terms of how YouTube shows videos to people. Notifications, uh, so let's go to Tom Ferry's, notice here I'm on Tom Ferry's uh, channel. I am a subscriber, it says subscribed and I've got the bell turned on, I'm what's called a belled subscriber, meaning I've activated notifications, and so therefore, because I've done that, uh, what that means is I can get emails, or rather I do get emails whenever Tom uploads a new video to YouTube. Uh, I typically get my emails, I think his are scheduled to upload at the beginning of the day, so like at 6 a.m., there's an email that hits my inbox, like Tom Ferry uploaded the Tom Ferry Show, or whatever it is, because I'm a belled subscriber, and that's another way people can find your videos. Uh, next on the list is advertising. YouTube has two main forms of advertising. They have what are called in-stream ads and video discovery ads. In-stream ads are the ones that play before the video you're trying to watch. And it's like after five seconds, I can press skip ad. Sidebar and caution. Let's pretend you're using a video that has to be published. So it's a video you've uploaded to your channel in order to make it an ad, right? And let's say the video is 60 seconds long and people always press skip ad, skip ad, skip ad at the five second marker. Guess what you're doing? You're actually killing your 
your organic uh, algorithmic juice because watch time is getting annihilated every time people press skip ads. So if you're running a lot of in-stream skippable ads, I would actually advise a lot. It needs to be a lot. I would actually advise running those from a separate channel that you use just for advertising, like hosting the videos you advertise with. So that way your channel is not getting beat up with in-stream. However, I'm not going to get into it, but there's also under the umbrella of in-stream, there are skippable, non-skippable, and bumpers. Bumpers are those six-second videos that you can't skip, and then there's you play for six seconds, and then they're done. So there are those options also. Uh, that's one ad type for YouTube. It's in-stream ads, and then there are video discovery ads. So like, for example, I did a search for real estate investing, and then look, there's an ad right here from TD Ameritrade. They're buying up those keywords, basically. I'm gonna actually turn on TubeBuddy and show you this. Here's TubeBuddy integrated. Look, huge search volume, huge search volume per month, 640,000 searches a month is estimated. Here's some other related searches, but competition, it's like, don't do this one because there's a ton of competition. So when it says poor, it means don't try. It's a super noisy space. And it gives me an overall index. It's a 14 out of 100, not a good keyword to go after. So like that's the power of understanding search, but I digress. Uh, so let's get back to it. Uh, that's So in, advertising has in-stream and it's got video discovery. And then last is optimizations. This is the last way people can find your videos. Optimizations means things that you've done, which I'm gonna get into here in just a second with four hacks. Things you've done to drive viewers to watch your videos. Like for example, at the end of the video, you can add an end screen where they can go and it's like a recommended video for them to go watch another video on your channel and that then becomes the source of how they came to watch that video. So real quick review, we talked about browse features, suggested videos, YouTube search, notifications, those belled subscribers, advertising and optimizations. That's how people can actually watch your videos. Now, let's talk about what you can do to really up your game on YouTube because you need to be, you need to be ready to roll on YouTube, uh, in my opinion, to crush it with all things SEO, with all things Google, YouTube, and related in 2021. So first things first, let's talk about upload cadence. Tip number one is define your upload cadence. In other words, like how often are you gonna post? Uh, there's the, what's the quote? The quote is, consistency is the foundation for success on YouTube. Uh, without it, you might be able to capture attention, but you won't be able to keep it, right? I'm sure you've heard something like that. You might have one video that goes viral, but then capturing attention versus keeping it are two vastly different things. So the number one tip that I'm giving you, and this is like the roll up your sleeves, sweat equity, do the work, is what's your upload cadence? What content are you gonna produce? How often? Find a plan that you can stick to and then keep rolling. I've even heard people say anecdotally, like until you have 100 videos on YouTube, it's not even really algorithm, algorithmic whatever. It's not really likely to do anything. I, whether that's true or not, here's what I think we can all agree on. You need to have a pace, a consistency of uploading content on YouTube. Number two is your channel, I'm gonna call it your channel ambiance, the, uh, the aura of your channel, if you will. So like I'm looking at Tom Ferry's channel right now. And what do I see? I see a great, this is called the channel art across the top. Great channel art. I love the call to subscribe here. He's like literally anticipating me subscribing to his channel. He wants subs. He wants subscribers. He's got his links to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and his favicon there that links to his website, tomferry.com. Channel art. Also, this is called the channel icon. It's your photo. Uh, the name of it down, like he's right here because I'm a subscriber. I am seeing his featured content 
if I was unsubscribed, I would see his channel trailer. And then I see his, these are called sections right here. So uploads is the first section, best of Tom Ferry on YouTube, Mindset Monday, Tom Ferry Show, the podcast experience. I'm seeing his different sections of content. If you wanna edit those, let me go to my YouTube real quick. I'm logged in to my YouTube and I'm looking at the uh, customized channel section. And right here, like it says for returning subscribers for new visitors. So the content varies and I can at live now, you can actually control what shows up first. Is it a horizontal feed or is it a vertical feed? Uh, I can control all that. So I've got my marketing streaming, guest appearances and all this kind of stuff here on mine. So that's one thing to point out. I also wanna point out playlists to you. Let's, let's go back to Tom's real quick. If I click playlists, I'm gonna find like his main buckets. We call these official series. There's kind of two types of playlists. There's just a playlist, which is a collection of videos that somehow belong together. And then there's what's called a an official series, i.e. it's a main source of content. So like the Tom Ferry Show is an official series, a main source of content. Tom's Vlog, Mindset Monday, the housing updates with KCN that we do, uh, the Tom Ferry Podcast Experience. These are official series, but then we've got these sort of uh, accessory playlists, new to real estate, uh, real estate training events, success summit feature keynotes, business marketing. These are topic based where we can pull from our main series of official content and then drop them in as they fit. So that's playlisting. Uh, let me show you something here. I've got a playlist of mine open and I'm going to show you like I can click edit on this playlist. Mine's called marketing stream. I'm going to click playlist settings. Uh, I'm going to click advanced settings. And I'm going to look here and I've got it set to public and I've got it ordering date published. I want the newest video to show first, the newest video to show first if I'm doing episodic content. Uh, and then I can do some other fun things here, but this to me is sort of important. Otherwise it will go to the back of the list and then people are less likely to click on it. So that's, uh, let me see if I hit everything there. Last thing on the ambiance of your channel is like your about section your bio, the details. Is this channel subscribable? When people find here to this, when they navigate to this channel, are they gonna wanna subscribe? Is there content or is this what I call a cul-de-sac channel? A cul-de-sac channel is I go there, there's like one video, there's no reason for me to subscribe. You've got, so that goes back to point number one, your upload cadence. Don't have a cul-de-sac channel. A cul-de-sac channel means like people navigate there and there's nothing there to look at and so they're gonna bounce and exit, which downplays algorithmically your watch time, your click-through rate, you're sending a direct signal to YouTube that you're not worth subscribing to. So it's all about that content cadence. Uh, and then we talked about your uh, channel ambiance. Is this channel subscribable? Hack number three is, and I know this is kind of a long one, but there's I think there's useful stuff here for you. Hack number three is optimization optimization of your actual videos. I'm gonna go through a couple of things. One, cards and end screens. If you've watched a video where it's like, hey, by the way, I made this other video, click the card above, and then some text appears and they can click it, that's called a card. That's okay, but because what I don't really love is people clicking off my video. I prefer end screens. End screens are, at the end of your video, it's gonna say, hey, here's another video you might like, or a whole playlist, because the benefit of a playlist is, I'm, I'm kind of building in the idea of streaming multiple videos at once. Watch this one and then this one and then binge watch my whole channel, which helps me algorithmically, right? Uh, so end screens are critical. The way you do those is you go find your video on your channel after it's been uploaded, after. You click edit video while logged into YouTube and then you can add those end screens and it's so easy. 
uh, calls to action and prompts. Like, hey, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to Tom Ferry's channel, click that subscribe button and turn on the bell to get notifications, right? That's a call to action. If you look here on his channel, there's a subscribe here arrow trying to direct me on that little channel homepage to subscribe to the channel. So have you optimized, not like to a point of ad nauseum, but have you optimized to say, hey, leave a comment, um, subscribe to the channel, share this video across social. Are you optimized in that way with your content? Uh, logo sting and bumper. I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail here, but like if you've ever watched the Tom Ferry show, uh, it'll do a little teaser of me in the beginning. Uh, they'll, the editors will find something that I said that must have been fascinating enough to try to tease you to wanna watch everything. And then it goes, the Tom Ferry show. That's called a logo sting, sting, and it can add a layer of professionalism to your videos. And then last is this thing called chapters, or sometimes they're called timestamps. I don't know if you know this, but like, if there are key things that are discussed in your video, you can literally go into the description of that video and say four colon 32. And what you mean is at four minutes and 32 seconds, I talked about, and then you list what you talked about in the description and YouTube will automatically pick up on that and it will hyperlink that 432 as a timestamp that can be clicked. And so you're actually building out your SEO. So if people Google that or they YouTube search that, it can literally jump to a suggested clip. So it's just the little details, the nooks and crannies, the dotting of I's and crossing of T's that helps to optimize your videos to be seen by a wider audience. And timestamps or they're called chapters could be a way of doing that. Number four, this is a lot of content. Number four is keywords, titles, tags. Keywords, titles, tags. This is where TubeBuddy is gonna come in for you. Where are the searches that you wanna rank on? You gotta look at the, you need, you need a tool like TubeBuddy to figure that out. Otherwise, you're just guessing. TubeBuddy even tells you the same thing. They give you the same analytics concerning tags. You can go into your video in post-production, click edit video from within YouTube, and you can add tags. And that's another way of helping you rank and search. Uh, understand, and I said this in the last video, the, the Google video we did uh, for the last Tom Ferry show, I said that Google reads from left to right. So whatever your keyword is, that should be very early in the title itself as far as the text goes, not like all the way at the tail end of that, all the way at the tail end of that phrase. So in other words, if I'm talking about coffee recipes, say coffee recipes out of the gate. Don't say how to create the most luxurious, wonderful coffee recipe at the end because you're actually downplaying in YouTube's mind, their robotic mind, you're downplaying the significance of coffee recipe as the keywords. Okay, so I talked about four things. Upload cadence, channel ambiance, optimization hacks, and then keywords, tags, and I think I said text. I don't remember what I said. but. Nonetheless, no matter what it is, like YouTube is a frontier that if you haven't crossed into it, you need to cross into it in 2021. It's part of SEO, it's part of social, it's part of your future success. So get to work. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.